you know, really good people to train with, good groups that makes you like want to go for that little extra workout or look forward to the next one because that has helped me so much. That Triathlon Show, episode 106. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael, and today's episode is uh, slightly different than most of the episodes on this podcast. I interview my coach, Andre Campos, and my teammate, Katarina Larsson, on how and what it takes to go from an adult and onset triathlete starting as a 24-year-old, as Katarina did, and uh, then becoming an age group European champion that uh, she has uh, become three times, both from the athlete's and the coach's perspective. So that's something that I hope that you will find useful and, and you'll see what kind of what goes into it and, uh, and uh, maybe it will reduce some self-imposed limits that you have on yourself because as we'll get into uh, Katarina did not have a swimming background she she isn't a special talent uh, or anything she says herself so anybody can become really good but it takes a few key things that we'll go into in the interview and uh, they'll both introduce themselves as well in the interview so uh, I'll leave that for them. But first, let's quickly thank our sponsors that bring you this episode twice per week. This episode is sponsored by Precision Hydration. Remember that all of you listeners can get your first box of Precision Hydration for free by using the discount code THATTRIATHLONSHOW, all one word, all caps, on precisionhydration.com and now is the time to start practicing your race strategy if you have any sort of issues with uh, performance decline in long races and especially hot races maybe cramps things like that getting the electrolyte balance right getting enough sodium for your sodium losses is critical so take their free online sweat test that you'll find on their website to make sure that you get your uh, especially tailored for you electrolyte drink strength so again that's precisionhydration.com and a big 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 warm welcome to new sponsor stack that you can find on stackzero.com that's all spelled out and stack is spelled s-t-a-c they make the world's quietest indoor bike trainer with a trainer that does not touch your wheel, it uses magnets, so you have zero noise and zero tire wear. Listeners of that triathlon show can get 20% off when you use the discount code TTS20. And I personally use the Stack Zero myself, their power meter version. I decided to go with that trainer after a lot, a lot of obsessive compulsive research, as uh, I usually do, reading, among other things, all of DC Rainmaker's bike trainer reviews, so I can certainly vouch for this myself. Again, to find out more about the silence and the zero tier, the portability, all of the other benefits that Stack Zero has, go to stackzero.com. And that is linked to in the episode description and in the show notes. So without any further ado, let's go right into the interview with Katarina and André. 
Okay, so we're sitting here in uh, André Campos' kitchen. We've had a, an excellent lunch that André cooked for us. And uh, I'm here with, with André and with uh, Katarina. And I'm going to start asking Katarina to tell us a little bit about yourself and your triathlon career to date. Yeah, so I'm a Swedish girl born and, and raised basically in Sweden uh, that moved to Portugal when I was 19 and that's basically how I came into triathlon as well. Uh, I've just been doing a lot of sports uh, during my life, um, athletics, horseback riding, basketball, but never, never triathlon actually. So it started here in Portugal. Um, I've been here now for 14 years, so that makes me 33 years old. Um, I started triathlon uh, back in 2006, I would say, seven, but it didn't start that seriously from the beginning. I was actually picked up by a triathlon club when I won a road race. It was an 8K race, and I was running pretty well at the time. And then they asked me, would you like to come to triathlon? And I thought, yeah, I could try. Never been swimming or biking before. So that's how it started. Um, but at the first, I, I think I had some struggle getting into the sports. It was a lot of equipment, uh, expensive, and I s got injured uh, as well in the start because I, uh, yeah, probably have chosen the, the wrong way to start. So, uh, so how old were you when you started? I was, uh, yeah, 24 years old. Yeah. Okay, go on. Yes, and um, basically then I got uh, started to swim, and that's what I, I would say that my triathlon career <laughs> took off uh, when I started to swim with André. Uh, that was back in 2010, uh, eight years ago. So before that, I had been racing a bit, I'd been training, but I was training too much, then I was training too little, I was training wrong. So I think I sort of got the the real motivation and the real sort of start in 2010 with André. And uh, yeah, and then we I won my first Portuguese individual cup race uh, later on that year. And then I decided to move on with André as a coach. And then the I think it's been going fairly well. So what are some, some of the other accomplishments that you've had so far in in your career race-wise? So I think the uh, the highlights have been I was three times European champion uh, in my age group in 2014 and uh, two times in 2016 when I won both the sprint and the Olympic and was overall the best uh, athlete of all age groupers in the sprint distance. Then I think that uh, being selected for the elite national team three times, uh, racing against Olympic athletes, even if I'm an age grouper, and also my gold medal in the Portuguese national championship in cycling, and then probably as well I would say the two uh, victories in the long-distance uh, triathlon in Lisbon and Cascais, then competing, despite being an age grouper, competing against the professionals. And uh, you also, you're not, as you say, you're an age grouper, you have a job. So can you tell us what you do? And uh, to just to show the listeners that you're not training all day, all night, you're uh, you fitting this in with a busy life. Yeah, no, absolutely. I work at uh, for Tetra Pak. I work as supply chain manager. So basically, I have to fit in training before work. So early mornings, uh, I go and swim. I wake up 530 every day 
We start the morning session around 6.30. Then I go to work, work a full day, quite stressful. Uh, you know how it is these days, meetings, pressure. And then I get off work around 6, 6.30 in the evening and I do another session. So, André, as uh, Katarina just did, can you uh, tell us a little bit, little bit about yourself and your triathlon career and also your, your coaching career specifically? Yeah, of course. Hi, everybody. Um, I start as a, as a swimmer, uh, as an athlete, uh, with three years old. And then I, when I was um, 17, I... I saw on TV a triathlon race. I, I can't uh, remember exactly, but I think it was an Ironman race. Um, and I, I got it quite, quite interesting. And uh, so I start to, to see where I could start to, to do triathlon and how I could do it. Because uh, it was quite new in that, in that time, I'm saying like 99. Uh, so before the, the Olympics, the first ever uh, Olympic triathlon. Um, so I did like three or four four years of uh, triathlon as an athlete. Uh, went uh, quite well, pretty well. I was uh, national champion in overall and junior. Uh, I did World Cups. I did uh, World and European Championships. And then I, I had a problem in the back. Uh, so I had to, to quit. So it was a time to finish my, my studies and to start to think on my coach career. So then in uh, 2008, I start with the triathlon team uh, with some athletes, not exactly a club. You started coaching, you mean? Yeah, start coaching. Yeah, uh, Coaching like swim coach and triathlon coach. Uh, and then I... I got the opportunity to start uh, with my own team uh, in sporting, and uh, so it's what I've been doing uh, until now. Great. Now we have uh, that as a bit of a background setting. So uh, the idea here is to talk a little bit about, from both the athletes and the coaches' perspective, what it takes to become highly competitive as uh, Katarina has been even when you're starting as an adult at 24 years old and uh, you also have to combine that with uh, with a busy job and uh, that so that's kind of what we're aiming to pick apart now so can you tell us Katarina what was your level you said that you were pretty good at running when you started but uh, swimming was completely new to you and cycling how how did you what was your initial ability levels there and how soon did you pick those things up and start improving well yes as you said i hadn't been swimming before so basically as you know in sweden you learn how to swim to survive in the water that was my level so i know how to do freestyle i thought i knew how to do butterfly but probably not uh, so my level of swimming was really poor i would say i mean i i couldn't get through a one kilometer of swimming uh, so i started really from from basic level in swimming the bike was uh, as well zero. I had never been ridden a road bike uh, before, of course. I've been riding, you know, to the stables as a kid and so on, but never had a real road bike. Um, I think that um, I got into a quite uh, good group uh, in the beginning of the, of the swim, and I started to swim pretty fast, if I recall 
quite a lot of kilometers, probably not as much focus on the technique as I would have wanted it to be. But I picked the swimming up relatively fast. My opinion about the biking, I started off with a really poor bicycle that was way too small, which was a mistake because I got back problems as well because of that. And uh, that was basically to get the kilometers in, even though it has turned out that biking has been one of my strengths, like if you compare input-output. Um, but I think that biking is something, as uh, I've noticed throughout the years, the more years you train, it will come. You have to be quite patient with a, with a bike and get the specific bike skills. Um, then, of course, it's the technique, which I was pretty bad at and still, I must admit, not my strength. Uh, and then the swim, which has always been throughout my triathlon career. And I think Andre will confirm that my biggest frustration, even though I shouldn't be too hard on myself, uh, because I've managed as a 24-year-old to swim fairly okay, but yet always wanting more. Uh, and I mean, it's hard when you start at that age, but uh, I should be yeah, okay with where what I've done. Yeah. So, so what... Uh what times are you doing now if you're doing a sprint or olympic distance on the swim how many minutes i do yeah. on the swim uh, around it depends a bit on the course but maybe 10 minutes yeah. 10 i would say 10 minutes yeah and so you're doing like 100 meter intervals in um, 120 sub 120 depending a bit on the set yes and yeah, so maybe I should be happy with myself. <laughs> do, do you have any idea where you started that? Were you swimming slower than two minutes or 2.30 per 100? Or do you have any idea about that? I would say not uh, around the, the two minutes, but probably, yeah, a bit below the two minutes uh, for, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so that just goes to show because that's something that I think is important to point out because a lot of people think that it's impossible, but you started as an adult and uh, yeah. at that same level as many others are but you don't have to get stuck you can get down to uh yeah you're pretty hard on yourself uh, probably if you <laughs> if you're dissatisfied with 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 that progression at least in the in the ears and eyes of most most age groupers i i would say so what was uh did you get a you said that you joined a team did you have coaches from the start and and how how did that work in the early years when you first started yeah, so the the first, uh, I mean, when I was picked up after that run race, I joined a team uh, that had a coach. Um, so I had sort of a training plan from the beginning, uh, or I had different people helping me. Um, but I think it started off, as I mentioned before, a bit rough for me, because I think you have to take in consideration when you start, you have to start slowly and get your body not only to get used to two new sports, but also, um, yeah, uh, to adapt to which level you're at. Yeah, I thought it, it was a bit too much, probably. And that also had some back problems because of that. So, so how much did you train when you started? Well, when I got my first uh, programs, it kind of escalated quite fast from, I would say, 10, 12 hours up to over 20 hours. I was, uh, I mean, I've kept all the the old programs I had. But at that time, then I started to get problems because I wasn't doing any gym or strength training. Were you very driven and, and uh, in on that and you wanted to progress fast and become successful? Or what was the driver behind that increase? Yeah, I, I don't really... Because I, I think at that time, I didn't really question it why my 
program was increasing that much. Probably I should, but as I am very driven and very competitive, probably as a person, I sort of accepted it and thought that this was the way forward. Okay, so so then uh, when you started with uh, did. Did you have any coaches in between that first team, by the way, and before you started with Andre? And uh, how did things change until you uh, started uh, with Andre as your coach? And how did things then change with uh, Andre when, once you joined uh, joined his uh, coaching squad? Yeah. So I had uh, before I joined Andre, and also before I joined Sporting, I had I went to a few different teams, and I had I would say just really one. Uh, main coach and then I had help from another but I think that was the main change changing from that previous having I mean one coach but still nothing very structured getting input from others then changing to Andre where it was a very structured approach uh, a person that was uh, adapting my training like taking it a bit back to then be able to move forward so he was doing a really good job with me um, you know taking my hectic lifestyle that I had uh, understanding my weaknesses uh, just starting off the swim I mean I changed to Andre because I really liked his approach in the swim workouts I was seeing great great progression uh, and then always been his very structure methodology has a good methodology and he is not that coach that just gives quantity and quantity rather quality and building it from the base so let's uh, go back to to andre when katarina started with you what uh, the swim it sounds pretty obvious what i'm going to ask you anyway what did you see as her strengths and weaknesses were there any other things and and how did you kind of what was your thought process starting coaching her yeah when i start to coach katarina um she you could see that she was quite uh, quite competitive and i think that it was uh, uh, something very like one of her um characteristics that put her going forward uh, quite uh, quite fast and um, and yes the the swim it was uh, something that she got a bit uh, frustrated and uh, we could see that um but she have like natural capacities and uh, she was swimming well but uh, for her it wasn't what what she wanted to go for she always wanted to go more um and uh, what she said about her back problems that you could see she was a bit stiff and uh, so the rotation of the body the the flow in the swim wasn't the what we wanted uh but it's something that we we have to adapt and uh, to change a bit her her technique in that way uh trying to find who could uh, what could um uh, fit her better uh, taking into consideration the um, the problems and the the limitations that uh, that she she had uh, then on the bike she she was a quite uh, quite stronger athlete in the bike uh, like physically you could see like she fits very well in the bike it's like that kind of athletes that you you see the combo it's just it's like just one her in the bike it's just one um but then it was missing some uh, 
some uh, structured uh, exercises that she could take the the performance a bit uh, a bit higher. Uh, but you could see from the beginning that she could go quite far in the bike. Uh, and uh, in the years in the years after, um, it was not strange that it was her best uh, segment in the in the triathlon. Uh, and in the run, she had like the her her past in athletics, uh, and you could see that. Uh, and so it was just to try to keep her that uh, that's uh, running and uh, managing the the impact of the running on her uh, back problems and uh, go uh, go step by step. So if you remember what uh, was her training like roughly back then when she first started with you? Uh, well, she yeah, she she told me something about it because I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't well I uh, no, I mean I mean when when you started doing her program like what was kind of the weekly hours and uh, uh split between the different disciplines. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, she starts uh, more or less with uh, 16, 17 hours a week. Um, with this, we are already taking like a kind of one hour and 30 sessions of swim, uh, more bike in the weekends. Um, in the run, probably not more than one hour. And um, so basically it was with, uh, with that that we start. And uh, how did uh, the priorities, if they did, change over the years? Have uh, things evolved somehow with the training? And have there been different periods where you have focused on different things and having different priorities? Yes. When we, we start to see the improvements that uh, Katerina started to have, we, we noticed that if we wanted to go a, a step further, uh, we have to to improve her her swim because uh, I think on that time this the bike and the run was uh, was going naturally uh, very well and uh, the swim it's uh, it was what we, we we had to 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 improve to get a step forward uh, and then it was periods uh, that we focused a lot on the bike because uh, we noticed that she could even perform in just bike uh, bike races, uh, so it was pretty that we just focus on the bike uh, and uh, the run. We, yeah, it was a period that we we start to focus a bit more just in the run, but uh, that it's when we wanted to focus in on, on a really like a time that we wanted to do on a half marathon or 10k's. Um, not regarding triathlon that we we focus a lot just on the on one segment uh, but uh, more when we are talking about run or bike competitions uh, that we we start to focus a bit more on one segment uh, otherwise it was more the swim when it was just regarding triathlon yes the swim it was the when we focus and thinking about triathlon and when you mentioned that uh, she had lacked a bit of structure to some of her training, uh, was is there any specific kind of training structure that uh, that you started giving her, or was it just structure in general that was lacking and introducing any sort of structure training that that changed and made a made an improvement? Uh, you are talking about the swim and all disciplines. Mm-hmm. 
basically it was we tried to not put too much mileage uh, and uh, we saw the technique doesn't uh, especially like pleometric something that it's not uh, was not able for Katerina because the the impact of the the exercises um, so what we tried to to structure on her program it was more the not the time that she was doing the exercises and uh, uh, that she could do it in a good uh, in the good technique way um, so basically in the swim uh, it was purely that we start to swim uh, a bit less but fo focus more on the on the technique uh, in the kind of period of uh, one two months uh, and then starting from there uh, we we could uh, go a bit a uh, bit forward um, but uh, then in the bike um, that it was not so much concerns about the bike because the her problems on the on the back was not hurting or it was not a problem a real problem uh, so on that we didn't uh, we didn't have uh, problems with that on on uh, putting more 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 workouts uh, and in the run yes in the run we try to limit like uh, not uh, running more than one hour for example um, and uh, and keep some uh, some speed anyway because uh, we knew that if we will longer beat the runs uh, then the technique will go down will deteriorate the the technique so it's uh, it was a concern like not doing too many too much time uh, running and uh, over tiredness because as we knew that uh, and, and we know that she's uh, it's not a professional athlete and when she runs she had already been all one day seated sitting and working and uh, running to one side to the other uh, so we have to counter with that uh, that tiredness and uh, not just physical tiredness but special um, psychology uh, tiredness and uh, so it's sometimes we don't need to damage much more uh, and just to to put the legs moving a bit and uh, a question for katarina do you have any uh, thoughts on what uh, okay any, any things that you want to point out that has been especially helpful in uh, driving your progression and helping you improve any particular uh, things within your training or outside of training yeah <clears throat> I, I think it's <clears throat> important for for anyone who listens to this i mean you hear a lot about you know three gold medals medals here and there but yet it's important for me to mention that uh, I'm not uh, any kind of talent. Uh, I would say that I have some kind of easiness to get into sports, but it's been really hard work. But besides that, I think that uh, it's been consistency. Uh, I think that there has been times when it's been harder and, and you know, you don't really feel like it, or you don't see progression, but the consistency and also being able to listen a bit more to my body and learn and maybe understand that sometimes you don't need to train that much and so hard, but that results and it will come naturally as long as you keep consistency and not train really much one week, nothing the other. 
So that's what I I take with me from all this year. I kept a good consistency and the results have been coming. And I mean, of course, it's a lot of hard work, but it's not like it came from one day to the other. Yeah, and it's not consistency over two or three months. It's consistency over 10 or 11 years to your goals last last summer from when you started. So that's a very good good point. Uh, do you have any tips uh, regarding how to integrate training because you train compared to a lot of age groupers quite a lot so so how do you integrate that and manage it with uh, with your life your work and everything yeah i think i always try to to say to people because they laugh at me when i tell my 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 schedule of my life it's a it's a lifestyle and it's something that i decided that i wanted to do uh, and of course, it's not so easy waking up early and going late in the afternoon. But for me, what's been really crucial, um, I think it's to have a great team to train with. So you're motivated in the morning to to wake up and go to the pool and you, you have different kind of ages, levels. I think we have a really good. So that motivates me, drives me. And I mean, then, of course, I have, a, as Andrea said as well, a stressful job. So I've been I try to always manage my tiredness and sometimes I don't <laughs> and I, I overdo it a bit. But uh, get, you know, really good people to train with, good groups that makes you like want to go for that little extra workout or look forward to the next one because that has helped me so much. I mean, of course, Andrea is a coach, but my, my teammates, yeah. And having same people around you or a good friend, you know, that does the same as you do. And a uh, question for Andre, have, what have been, if there have been any challenges or something that, yeah, any challenges regarding coaching Katarina that uh, you want to point out? <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard, hard question in terms that you are putting me in a difficult situation. <laughs> no, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be that, that she is difficult <laughs> or anything. It can be just things that you have struggled with. With how do I plan this for yeah, her? Yeah, I, 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 I understood. I was just joking. Um, yeah, Katerina, it's uh, what she have uh, as an athlete, what she have the as the best can be can be the worst on her. Uh, the competitiveness, the the drive to to perform, um, can put her in in a very high dimension. Uh, but then, if it's something that she she can't control and that she can't handle, uh, she beats the wall, um, and that it's the most challenge for uh, or the biggest challenge for Katerina. It's to, it's how she said, it's to try to listen her body and it's something that for her it's very difficult and it's, it's not easy for her to, to get it because uh, she, the drive for her it's so high that the body have to handle always and uh, the body have to, to, go, to, go, to go further. Uh, and... Uh, it's this is the mentality of a champion, and uh, if you see the the best athletes, they are like that. Uh, you don't you don't put a break on yourself, and you go until it crack. Uh, and it's what uh, what happens sometimes with Katerina, and uh, that of course is not healthy, and uh, it's something that it's a challenge uh, to um, to understand when we are starting to. Um, 
to going over limits and uh, or even try to avoid it to uh, achieve a phase that we can we can understand that we are going on that way and we have to to give a step back to to keep going and uh, from this case study and for the audience which is people like Katarina that have full-time jobs and maybe families and they try to mix triathlon with all of this what uh, would you say that they should take away and what are the most important things from them to learn from uh, from this that everything that we talked about today yeah of course uh, someone that does triathlon I think it's already someone that really likes sports and uh, takes it almost as a as a, as a lifestyle um, and it's a person that usually wants to to do more and uh, to, to to have good results and to perform and to uh, improve every day uh, so that is the time of the type of people that uh, that does triathlon uh, so we have to be very careful and uh, the mo- one of the most important thing that we have to have in consideration it's that they are doing triathlon but they have to do it for joy and uh, for it's something that they have to take pleasure and uh, it's a plus on their lives don't have to be a, a minus or a sacrifice because if it's in that way i think they, the pe- people should rethink about it and uh, understand why they are they are doing triathlon and uh, so I think managing time with family, with um, with their friends, uh, with their jobs, I think that is the most important. And to be organized and and knowing from the beginning, okay, this is the time that I have to to train, and uh, so they they can balance with uh, all their own life. Um, and then listen the body, of course. Like we're already because when we we train it's not just the stress that we we do on our body training but it's all the stress around the physical stress uh, moving from one side to the other taking the children to to the school picking them up um or uh, uh, the psychology psychological uh, problems and the uh, and difficulties that people could have with their jobs and so on uh so i think the most important it's that people can listen their body understand um what they really can do the time that they have to train and uh, to have it to, to do it for joy and to to um, not just to perform or achieve a, a result i think all the process uh, that you take when you are training uh, it's the most important it's where you will have more uh, more pleasure in all of this because um, sometimes you can achieve a, a great result but if all the process if all that months that you have been preparing for that race weren't the weren't ple- pleasant and that you didn't take that result will maybe last uh, one week some days uh, that you achieve that goal and uh, you are very happy and so on but doesn't t- you you don't taste it for a long time if the process it was it was something that you really took some pleasure with it um even if the result it's not uh the, 
the best that you thought that you could do it. Uh, I think you will take for the future. It's the all the process that uh, that you you did and that you'll be uh, thankful and uh, proud of it. Um, so I think it's basically is that is that you you understand what you are doing and uh, that you try to to have fun with it. Okay. Do any of you guys have anything else to add or shall we move on to the rapid fire questions? Nothing, nothing, yeah. to, nothing to add. Let's move on. And uh, Katarina, you said that you don't have uh, an answer to the first one. So I'm just going to ask that of Andre. And that is, what's your favorite book, blog or resource related to triathlon? Well, I don't have a favorite book or blog or so on, but I have some that I, uh, I think it's important. And I, I think one that it was important for me as a, as a coach and as a, as a person, it was, um, life of p um, it was i think it was important in terms of uh, pre perseverance and the uh, uh, social communication or intelligence like social intelligence and uh, trying to relative the the things that happens every day uh, so the relativeness and uh, so i would say that then i have some some coaches that i take is like as a as mentors and uh, it's funny because it's not regarding endurance uh, or uh, or triathlon uh, but i i like to to follow stuart mcmillan it's a sprint coach uh, and uh, brett bartolomeo that is a strengthening and uh, condition coaching uh, and i think they they write quite well and they always give good tips regarding uh, coaching and what's your favorite piece of gear or equipment, Katarina? Oh, my boardman time trial bike. <laughs> Andre, do you have anything? Yeah, on that I I don't have nothing special, no. And uh, Katarina, what do you wish you had known or wish you had done differently at some point in your career? Well, this one is for my father, Dad. He should have put me swimming when I was eight. <laughs> Andre, do you have anything? Uh, what I would do differently, yeah. Uh, no regrets. <laughs> okay, excellent. Well, thank you both of you for coming on. It's uh, been really fun talking and learning more. I, I haven't uh, known all of this. I've just heard fragments previously. So it's good to get a good full story. And I think they will be very useful as a case study for listeners to hear from from uh, from an age grouper and not uh, maybe from uh, coaches or professional athletes or coaches that coach just professional athletes so this makes it more relatable i i hope and uh, yeah so thank you very much for coming on thank you All right, so I really hope that you enjoyed that interview a lot and got a lot of inspiration out of it. And I must say that I personally was uh, really inspirational for me to listen. I knew uh, kind of the the rough outline of the story, but uh, I haven't uh, really talked with uh, either Katarina or Andrea about the details of it. So diving deep into it was uh, absolutely fantastic and very, very inspirational. It's kind of makes you motivated for the next uh the next uh, six seven eight years whatever it takes to become uh, to reach your goals and uh, for me as well as for anybody 
listening realize that it is a long-term process and even if your goal isn't to win major events the principles still apply whatever whatever your goals really are you need consistency over a long period of time that's absolutely key as we went into and uh, you need focus structure and a lot of hard work but very importantly you need to have that enjoyment in the process that we that andre especially talked a lot about at towards the end of the interview so i think that was a really really important takeaway as well and and finally i want to say that you don't need to be a talent in in any other disciplines to become very very good and uh, katarina is proof of that there are a lot of others if you want to win ironman have i or the uh, the Olympics in triathlon, sure, you need the genetics. But if you just want to be really just, and it's not just by any means, but if you want to be really, really good in your age group, like win championships, uh, it, genetics are not anywhere near as important as actually just putting in the work over a long period of time and being smart about your training. It, it doesn't really come into play until at the very, very, very pointy end, I, I think so. So you can really forget about the talent question and uh, say that I'm not talented enough to become good. That's, uh, that's rubbish. You can become really, really good without having any sort of talent. So, as usual, you can find the show notes for this episode on thattriathlonshow.com. And uh, in the next episode, which will be released on Monday, as usual, uh, I interview, except for the beginner tips, of course, tune in on Fridays for those. But on Monday, in the main That Triathlon Show interview, I have a return of one of the all-time favorites uh, of the podcast, Jerry Rodriguez, triathlon swim coach extraordinaire, and uh, he's back to talk about structured swim training and some a lot of mistakes that age groupers make with structuring their training and having the right swim training prescription. So uh, that's uh, a doozy for sure. I look forward to bringing you that. Jerry is, as I say, he's really amazing uh, with the way he distills his knowledge to the listeners. In the meantime, if you find this show valuable and you enjoy it, would you please help me spread the word and make it grow by taking two quick minutes to rate and review it on iTunes or on other podcast apps that you might use that have rate and review functions. And please don't just think that a lot of others will probably do it, so I don't need to. I can tell you that it is really a small trickle of people that that do it. So, So every single rating and review counts a lot. Please make it be yours. Uh, take ownership to to help me spread the show. That I would really, really appreciate that. Finally, a big, big thanks to our sponsors. First, we have Stack. Their indoor bike trainer, the Stack Zero, comes in two different models. The base version and the power meter version that gives you a way to train with power even if you don't have a power meter. Which is a massive, massive advantage for all triathletes. And Stack will also be launching a variable resistance version of these trainers later this year. And whatever model you choose to buy now, you will be able to easily upgrade it later to that variable resistance uh, unit. And that is certainly my plan to do so with uh, the uh, power meter version that I have right now. To find out more, go to stackzero.com. 
And thank you so much to Precision Hydration for sponsoring this episode. Just like I mentioned that Andrew from Stack has been a guest on the podcast, uh, so has Andy from Precision Hydration. And that was just a couple of episodes later in episode 49. That was a really great one. Go and check that out. And uh, after you've done that, remember to go and take their free online triathlon sweat test on precisionhydration.com to get your personalized hydration strategy for your summer races and use that promo code that triathlon show all one word to get your first precision hydration pack for free whether you buy the products or not their blog is a great resource for all sorts of endurance sports content so check that out it's under the hydration advice tab on precisionhydration.com thank you as always for listening keep training smart and keep loving triathlon